0: So <clears throat> that is the great Larry Webster that I keep on talking to you guys about. Um, he was a character uh, and a great guy. And I had to pull a tremendous amount of strings to get this video because there is not one single video of him that I've ever found on the internet. So I had ICPA pulling all kinds of stuff out of you know old files and whatever to put stuff like this together. So I really appreciate Dr. Dini Elman, Dr. Peter Clark and Dr. Tony Carino for helping me Provide this for you because I said they have to know what I'm talking, who I'm talking about. Right? I keep on talking about this guy incessantly, and they don't know who he is and what he sounds like. And when I heard this Tuesday night, um, after uh, Dr. Peter sent it to me, uh, I literally shed a couple of tears because I and I sent him an email saying I haven't heard his voice since 1997. And to hear his voice was shake. It almost shook me up because that's how much he meant to me and what he did for me, you know, in my life. And, you know, he's... Him and Dr. Sid are the two reasons why I stand before you. Dr. Sid got me into chiropractic, like we talked about last week. And, and Dr. Webster got me into pediatrics. And he steered me in a whole different direction. He took me aside in um, 1995, when my son was born. And uh, he took me aside and he said, He said, Drew, you know, I love what you're doing, but you've got to get into pediatrics. He said, there's, there's a wave coming. He knew it, right? He was very intuitive. And he said, there's a wave coming, and you've got to be involved with it. You need to be. And he took me aside. I went to a seminar that he was putting on in New Jersey when we were practicing. And he took me aside, and I was holding my son, and uh, and he started talking to me about this, and he said, you've got to get involved in this wave because there's something really weird happening, and I don't know what it is. And this is the the mid to late 90s. Um, and that's when Autism Joe started tilting the scales in this direction here. And he saw it right? He felt it. He knew something was going on. He said, I'm seeing some weird things, and, and people like you need to get involved in this, because this is bigger. This is bigger than anything. This is bigger than ear infections. This is bigger than asthma. This is bigger than the stuff that we usually have been taking care of. There's something really uninteresting going on, and I, I really appreciate that he had the foresight to pull me aside and tell me, you know, that, because he was right. You know, and I didn't know it at the time, but I was so moved by his seminar, and so moved, like, we, I'll never forget, during the seminar, he's saying, if you want to have a pediatric office, your office needs to look like a pediatric office. He said, so does your office look like one? And Lisa and I were looking at each other like, no, no, doesn't at all, it's just like any other office. So we completely transformed, like on the way home, you know, we went and bought all these toys, and all these games, and all these books, and all this stuff, and, I took down a whole bunch of stupid posters that I didn't want on the wall, started putting kids pictures up on the wall, and now, if you come into my office now, you're like, this is a pediatric office. Like, there's no doubt that this is a pediatric There's kids pictures everywhere, there's hundreds of kids pictures on the wall, you know, behind me. Almost every single one of the, the posters and pictures has a kid, you know, in it in some way, shape or form. And there's books and toys and there's kids all over the place. It's a, you know this is a pediatric office. But it's because of him. Because I would never have thought of that. And he said, go on the floor. He said, go on the floor and crawl around and see what it looks like from a kid's perspective. So, you know, I was like, oh, my God, outlets need to be covered, right? And, oh, like, the the cabinets need to be locked. And um, corners need to be put, you know, those, like, little bumper things on corners so that kids don't hurt themselves on sharp corners. So he's the one who made me do that. And Lisa and I were literally on the ground crawling Looking at, at everything, and he said, "You should constantly, all day long, look at the, gra- at the ground. And like, if you see a piece of paper like this, pick it up, because this goes in babies' mouths, and they can choke on it. So, you know, constantly, if if you watch me all day long in the office, I'm always picking up stuff because I don't want anything to get into their mouths. You know, and that's that's is the wisdom and the foresight that that he you know, was able to impart upon us. And he was also really, he was like uh, almost like a psychic." I guess, I would call him up from, like, 95 to 97, 98 when he passed, um, suddenly of a heart attack. Um, I would call him up a couple times a week, and we would just chat. And sometimes I'd call him up and ask him about uh, different patients. And I remember the first autistic patient I ever dealt with, um, I was getting some okay results, but it wasn't really great. And um, I called him up and I said, Doc, like, I got this one kid who's autistic. And he said, Drew, I'm busy. Uh, T10 and he hung up the phone and I'm like, <laughs> like I'm sitting there with the dial <laughs> you got the dial I'm like <laughs> okay uh, and he was right like for that particular kid even though like I never would have put T10 with this particular child I said okay I'm going to do whatever Dr. Webster says I'm going to do I'll do so I did it and it really made some significant impact And for the first autistic kid I was dealing with and that was that kind of sucked me in I was like oh wow this is kind of Interesting to watch kids who couldn't talk all of a sudden, able to talk and that kind of stuff. It was really kind of neat to, to be in that you know, kind of perspective. And then I started playing about asking more about particular patients. And then he started getting this game with me where if I would call him up and ask him about a patient, he would hang up on me after he told me a to listen. Uh, and I found out that I wasn't the only person he was playing this with towards the end of his life. He was, he was getting very, you know, psychic about stuff and was able to pick out things. And he's just, one time I was having trouble with ear infections with this one kid, and he said, you know, did you check, you know, C2 on the opposite side of the C1? And then hung up the phone. And after he said that, I remember way back, he would always talk about that, and we'll talk about that too towards the end of this class, about always looking at the opposite side of C1 if you're having trouble with ear infections but I hadn't remembered, and he said that in, like, 1988, you know, and this was, like, 1998 when he said that. So I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Um, so he was amazing, right? Th- this guy was, was a visionary. If, if he was here today, um, I think he would think one of two things. It's hard to say. Um, number one is I think he'd be appalled by some of the apathy that's in the profession, you know, right now. Um, so the, the, the profession that wants to put drugs into, you know, into this, it just it boggles my mind, and it would boggle his mind, and he would be very vocal about opposing that because he was a very staunch you know, chiropractic philosopher. Um, even though he graduated from Logan, uh, you know he really he really knew his philosophy. So that's the first thing. But on the other hand, I think Dr. Webster would be very happy because, like Life University, we have the number one pediatrics program in the world in chiropractic. I don't know if you knew that. We have more chiropractic than any other chiropractic school in the world. Uh, I did a study on this, like the way I found, the way I decided to create elective courses and stuff, is, is back in, like, 2004 or so, someone asked me, like, who teaches more pediatrics? You know, us or some other school? I'm like, hmm, I don't know. So, I went, and I went on every single website and made hundreds of phone calls to all different schools, all around the world, including international, to find out what they did, and I, and I prepared a study, it's actually in the McCoy's Journal, um, uh, about this, and... Life University now has more pediatrics than any other place in the world. So, and not only that, even if you never take the, one of the electives, we still do, because to have special pops and pediatric diagnosis and OB-GYN, nobody has three classes like that. Nobody. Almost everybody in the world either has nothing whatsoever on pediatrics or they have a combined ob pediatrics, and technique class, so it's one class. So it's we, we have an amazing you know, ability here. Plus, we have the pediatric unit at dana DataSeahub. So, unbelievable amount of pediatrics that we have, you know, here. Much more than any other place. And so, I think Dr. Webster would be really happy with that. And I think he'd be happy with, with seeing so many students. You know, this, I, I opened up this lab about eight years ago. Opened this class, advanced technique class, with one lab section. And now two lab, and now we have three lab sections. Because there's just so, so much popularity, you know, in this. It's really kind of cool. And it's very heartwarming um, to, to know that, that Dr. Webster was my teacher and the tenth quarter class that I teach was the one he taught me. So I really feel like I'm following in his footsteps. And I, you know, thank God every day for Dr. Webster because he really he made such an impact. And I'm sure if he was here, he'd be on the cutting edge of whatever the next pediatric you know thing would be. And I miss him greatly. And hearing his voice and being able to present him to you guys is something really special. And um, I hope to find some other I've heard that there's been other there's other videotapes that are lurking around. So I hope to find some more and see if I can even if I had to go get like a VHS recorder somehow and <laughs> videotape it on my phone so I could show, you know, people because I think more of his stuff needs to be out there. <coughs>